first half, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. It's McGrath for the win. He got it. If you don't like college football, and you watch this one. I'm not sure what your problem is. Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, August 17th. We've got a great show for you guys. I'm excited for this one. We're going to actually, someone I was just thinking about just texted us. Because I was wondering, like, I don't, I always forget that I know a Kentucky fan. Yeah, there's not many of them. So I, I was hoping he'd come on the pod tonight, but he might be dodging us. Yeah, he probably is. That's fine. He did just text us. I guess we can't say he's dodging us, but he won't answer a FaceTime. We'll, we'll get there. I do want to ask him a question if he'll answer a phone call. We're going to rewatch Kentucky. Before we do that, we're going to give you guys another. We're going to build on our position preview because, guys, we're 17 days away from kickoff. That's real. 16. That's real. 16, sorry. 17, 16. You did think it was 16? Wednesday. I so. did think it was Wednesday. Yeah. I do also, yeah. I can't count either. So it's a whole mess. A whole mess. Um, 16 days to kick off. Happy Peyton Manning Day. Can't wait. Except we don't have to be back in Neyland in 16 days. That kind of sucks. Yeah. But it, it's football. And so high school football started tonight. Oh, well, it's it it Thursday. Yeah. It's, yeah. Rivalry Thursday, baby. Who's um, on tonight? I, I kind of forgot about that. Halls and somebody. I don't know who the other team was, but I know they're at Halls. Um, I'm risking out our, my turning on this game, but shout out our boy Eric Kane, um, making his season debut on Rivalry Thursday. So shout out our guy. I have a vision where he answers our FaceTime on the sidelines of the game during one of our live shows. That would be sick. So we need to get that rolling. We should. That'd be awesome. Good guy, Eric Kane. And he's such, and he's such a he's a professional. He's good at his job, so he probably wouldn't answer. Yeah, I mean, calls, he tucks his shirt. Should in, try dude. He's an absolute pro. <laughs> uh, the hair's always looking good too. Yeah, Notice, yeah, he's got it styled up. Yeah, high school football's back. Yeah, though. something's back. Go keys. Go keys. Uh, Lady Vol soccer up three nothing on Cal. That's big. Heck yeah! So love that. Thanks, Ethan, for the, the heads up there. Um, let's get into it. What we got? Let's get into it. We also – we didn't even mention. we While we're here, while you're here, we know why everyone's here. The Drew Beam is going to be on. In the cream. He wasn't in the cream, but we were in the cream. <laughs> he wasn't. Yeah, we – I mean, I'm not going to sit here and dog him. He just – Yeah, you know, he, he left his jersey him, at the field. Come yeah. on, dude. He probably has too much yeah, cream. He's like, this is my one chance to wear orange. I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's fair. I, I respect yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, that's an exciting interview. Can't wait for you guys to get to listen to that. Welcome on, Austin. All right, before we get into the show, 
I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Underdog. Underdog is Knoxville's best sports collectible store with a wide selection of UT cards, autographs, and memorabilia. Whether you're looking for a Peyton Manning autographed helmet or the most recent Topps baseball card release, you'll find it at Underdog. The shop is owned by UT graduates and proudly sports UT sports by hosting NIL events throughout the year. Stop by the 640 Plaza at 4452 Western Avenue in Knoxville near a Domino's. They're open six days a week with live YouTube shows three nights per week. Remember to always bet on the underdog. Do it. The channel changed. What is it on now? Robbery I have no clue. I don't have, I don't oh have cable, gosh. so I, I... I don't either. I have YouTube TV. Mm. You have Hulu Live. It's the same thing. Yeah, but I, I don't know what it would be on. Is mm. it like the uh, the CW? <laughs> no, this is... No, they're way better than the Live Tour. No, it used to be on ABC or... Used to be on channel eight. What's, what's channel eight? No clue. Now it's on channel six or it's reversed. I don't know. All right. Let's get into it. Let's talk linebackers. Yeah. I think this is a dude. I'm excited about this group. And I don't think I've said that in quite some time about the linebacker position, but you have depth, you have talent, experience. And I think that's that's all you can really ask for at this position. You have a guy that I feel like could probably be the best player on this team. And Aaron Beasley, um, given what we saw in the, okay. the Orange Bowl and, and throughout last season. Um, and then you get a, a guy with a ton of experience, Keenan Peely, who uh, from BYU transfer. Dude is 25 years old. Yeah, that's pretty insane. 25. I mean, he's – I'm going gray. I'm sure he's right there with me. Like, we're almost the same age. Right. Um and, and then you have some some young freshmen. You have some talented sophomores and Elijah Herring, Caleb Perry. Um, you got some those those three freshmen, highly touted. Arian Carter, who we you know you just see something about him every day. It seems like right. Jeremiah T. Lander, and then um, Jalen Smith, who played football at Grayson High School, and you know just was a tackling machine. So a lot of talent. Build some depth. I mean, it's a complete turnaround from two years ago when, like, there was hardly anybody but walk-ons at the position. So, um, solid group. And I, I think another thing that I really like about this group is you don't have the head cases. Okay. Um, Joey's going to like that comment a lot. Um, no, there was two. There wasn't just one. There was two. That's No, that's fair. Um, which one's become a little bit more clear in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Uh but I mean, yeah, I think this group, I'm, I am excited for him. So don't like take this that I'm not, but I do, I don't know how good they'll be, but I'm pretty confident that they're probably going to take the biggest jump Yeah, of, of any position group. Um, and, and they're going to be really, really important to, to this team this year. I think especially with, you want to see, you want to see the run defense maintain where it was at. And then you want to see the pass defense drastically improve. And we talked about that. Like I, we dogged the DBs a lot, and I think some of it was well deserved, um, for sure. But I also think the linebackers played in a big part in the lack of um, pass defense too. So I, I think they take responsibility. I'm excited for the speed that's yeah. there now, and so I think there's going to be a, a big jump for the linebacking group for those reasons. Yeah, and I think the defense comes. Full circle. So, I mean, it was – they struggled in the passing game. Mm. But also, I th- feel like you had to blitz them a lot because you weren't getting home with four guys up front. So, your defensive line just 
couldn't get to the quarterback. So you just send pressure. And then, you know, when you're sending guys that aren't on, on that front line, then um, you're leaving a spot open. And I feel like that was something that definitely was exploited last year um, mm-hmm. against Tennessee. So, yeah, I, th- I think that should be more improved. Hopefully you're more improved up front. I know Byron Young isn't there, but um, I-, I think you have a lot better options and a lot more athletic at linebacker this year. Yeah, for sure. I, I, and we kind of mentioned you, – you mentioned Arian Carter, rightfully so. We talked about him. I think the question was Sunday um, about if he'll start. And I think that's probably – very positive that he may not start a game this year because he looks to be one of the more, I know he's just a freshman, but a very talented guy on this roster. Um, I mean, just add depth, baby, add depth. Mm -hmm. You love to see it. But I mean, there's there's guys that you're going to see kind of in that second group this year, Elijah Herring and Caleb Perry, like their names were actually the Caleb Perry. Did he block the extra point against, was that right? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to mention like, even though he wasn't as big as a factor at linebacker, I think he, he made his presence felt on special teams. And that's what you're probably going to ask. The majority, I think Arian Carter is going to play, but, um, you know, Jeremiah T. Lander and, and Jalen Smith, I feel like that's where you can find your way into more playing time is on special teams. Yeah, for sure. So – um, but yeah, I, I do like how it's it's a veteran group. I mean, it, it's crazy to think about Aaron Beasley's path to where he's at now. I mean, he was at running back, and then he was at safety, then a linebacker, then back at safety, um, back at linebacker. So, I mean, he's finally found like his home. And I think it was like 2020 is is when he was like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm staying. Um, and I think this kind of third year and with Brian John Marie and you know Tim Banks at DC. I think it's it's good for him. I, I think his best football is ahead of him because he hasn't really played that position a whole lot. Yeah, and you saw what he can do in that Orange Bowl, like how reckless and um, or I guess reckless is not relentless. I would say relentless, not reckless. Okay, reckless sounds like you don't know what you're doing. Um, yeah, James guy. Yeah. Got a nose for the football, baby. I love that. I love that football line. Nose for the football it just sounds cool. Just a you're saying it's just a football line? Is that what you mean? Nose like it's just the, like a foot. Yeah, it's like a football saying. It's like okay, okay. I thought yeah. you were like saying it's from a movie. Okay. Oh no 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 yeah. Gotcha. Just, I mean, I guess it could be from a movie. It might be. Nose it's for the football. That's a movie. That's what like every. Um, Coach. That's how you describe. Like that's how you describe football. a white linebacker, pretty much. Yeah, he's good. Football. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a nose for for the football. Tackling fuel. Yeah, you don't almost like don't want to be described as that because they're kind of saying like he might not be the most athletic person, might not be the fastest, the strongest, but he's just got a nose for the football. Yeah, grit. Yeah, and like Aaron Beasley is is a little undersized. He is undersized. I mean, he he does have some some speed on him, but. Um, yeah, he has a nose for the football, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it is shocking like how small he is compared to a guy like Jeremy Banks. Yeah. Who's not like massive. He's not he's not gonna be on the big end of but you see them lined up together out there. Well it's Jeremy nose, Banks it's had threads, it made him look bigger and more Okay. Oh, you're saying he's not as big as, as the as the uh, depth chart might say? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't the know. Roster? Maybe. Okay. 
It's not on the depth chart. There's not height and weight on there. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a football guy. I got to correct that. That's meaningful to me. Dude, I it pisses me off how much Campbell County looks like Florida right now. Is it Campbell County and Halls? That's what we're – that's the game. It's, rival, it's a rivalry Thursday, baby. I will say this. the They're playing blue on red right now, and it looks fantastic. Mm. More more solid on solid colors, please. Yeah, let's do it. Pretty please. Um, I don't really have a lot more uh, for the linebacker position. Again, I just think they're more athletic. Um, I think your starters are probably Aaron Beasley and, and Keenan Peely to start. And then I think you'll have packages like you did last year with Elijah Herring coming in and, and blitz packages on third down. I think Aaron Carter will play a ton. And then games – down. Yeah, let, let's play more three linebacker sets. I like that. Okay, kind of like you want four wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. Three. I want take me back to two thousand eight. Three linebackers yeah. and four wide receivers. Right now. Yeah, it sounds like a recipe for disaster if you're on defense. But yes, <laughs> not together, not together, not at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, I just well, want, it would actually yeah. help us if if the opposing team wants to put three linebackers out while we yeah, have yeah. four wide no, receivers. I'd be cool with that. I would. Like, I'm at this point. I think I just play like one linebacker mm-hmm. if I'm the opposing team. Okay. You want all DBs. Yeah. Well, I just think like – You basically want seven on seven. Yes. Correct. <laughs> well, maybe not if we play Nico. Dude, I swear that's the only highlights you ever saw of Nico was seven on seven. Yeah. Um, well, his team wasn't really good anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, Tennessee's just going to run the football down your throat and just you kind of got to – I mean, I would say accept that, but we're going to get into that later on too, how Tennessee can kind of just score no matter – Anyway, no matter what, so mm-hmm. maybe don't do that. I don't know what to do against Tennessee. Yeah, I, Kevin like, Steele's got it figured out. Don't worry. Right. I, I would like to see us play, you know, a little bit more in the backfield. Um, yeah. you, you saw Aaron Beasley. I think he had thirteen and a half tackles, which is like tackles for loss, which is like six in the SEC. Um, but I, I'd like to see all of our linebackers kind of play in the opposing backfields, um, and, and then you know, if we could get an interception every now and then, that would be cool too. Turnovers would be awesome. Yeah, or stripping. If you give up a completion, you have to strip him. Landon would like the linebackers to start stripping. Please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, – I mean, that's – I said it last year. I, I think it's – no matter how – let's say Tennessee's defense is significantly improved this year, which I think there's a – I think they are better. I don't, I don't know if significantly improved is the right word, but I think they are better. I think regardless – Success is going to rely on getting turnovers. Like this team has got to find a way to get off the field early. Yeah. And like not just success for the whole I mean, that's like what or not just success for the defense, but for the whole team. But I mean, that's your offense is what your offense is going to be, and they're going to score points because of it. So you have to find a way to get yourself off the field. You can't rely on the offense to keep you off the field. So yeah, you gotta find a way to get turnovers. And with how much you make teams throw, yeah, you should have an interception a game, two interceptions a game. Yeah, and if you're able to cash in on those turnovers, you see, you know, we're about to talk about this Kentucky game, you see what it can do. Yeah. Like, it's a complete blowout. If you're able to get stops, get turnovers, get a short field, this offense is going to take care of it. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to score a lot of points score really and quickly score and, score. And, and make teams quit. And that's what Kentucky did. I wish it could have – I don't know. I, I'm not a – I care about the Titans. But apparently it doesn't keep them away from 
drafting people that throw four interceptions to people who didn't catch the football all year. I don't know. Uh, I feel like they're trying to find like a diamond in the rough quarterback and like luck out. He's in the rough, so there's a start. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> you're really on the, you're on the right yeah, path. He, he ain't finding that ball. <laughs> you're looking in the right area. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they just can't figure it out. What? Whatever. Sorry, Titans fans. Um, but that's all I got for for linebackers. You got anything else? I don't. I don't think I have anything to add. All right. I don't know. Speaking of living in the backfield, Halls, Campbell County's offensive line is having a go of it. Mm. Some dude just got tea bagged. <laughs> nice. Um, Love to see it. Kentucky. Funny. Okay, I'm sorry. One last thing for this Thursday night in next week, we'll see. Florida has this looks beautiful. So it's Florida, Utah on a Thursday night. Utah could go all red and Florida could go with their home jerseys. That would it'd, be be this, it'd be this exact same matchup. Do you like Florida's new black jerseys? No. I don't either. But I feel like if you like Tennessee, you almost have to like them. Yeah, they're kind of very similar. Which like is what's like you could argue Tennessee's orange pops a little bit more, but at the end of the day, like they're pretty much the same. Black is black. Yeah. So um, which Kentucky got to figure out. Um, Tennessee's black uniforms um, it seemed to have scared Will Levis. And uh, l- let's let's set the set the tone where, where we're at. This is uh, October 29th, a couple days before Halloween, seven o'clock on ESPN. Uh, number nineteen Tennessee versus number three or number nineteen Kentucky versus number say, three Tennessee. Whoa. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Kentucky's um, never seen that number next to their name. <laughs> sellout crowd. In football. Um, Tennessee was 11 and a half point favorites, which that seems wild to me. I guess we are number three at this point, but that just seemed like a huge number at the time. Well, to but, be fair, it's essentially a touchdown because you're going to get three or four points for the home team. So, okay. Yeah. It's not that crazy. Yeah. Um, but dude, what, I mean, Will Levis, horrible. What? Let, let's, I want to add one more thing to the context. Okay. I, this for the first time I can remember, other than like Checker Neeland, you saw something on the jumbotron that was like a Tennessee fan did. I guess I guess it was a Tennessee fan that did it. The spooky Rocky Top. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. I didn't think I didn't actually think they'd play it, but I saw it on TikTok that week or YouTube One. It was pretty cool. And, oh, I thought it was awesome, and like that would suck to play any other time of year, but Halloween night game. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine us playing in like <laughs> September? <laughs> Ninth <laughs> on a noon at a noon kickoff, yeah, it'd be terrible. Uh, but no, the time was right, man. And um, I just remember that whole intro was was really cool because that was my first time back in Neyland since the Alabama game because I didn't make it to the UT Martin game. Okay, yeah. So it was uh the tone was set on the hallowed ground. It was good. It was a good time. It was a good opening. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shocked it was at seven o'clock on ESPN, but I feel like Kentucky. We always get a night game with Kentucky. Yeah, but it's usually really cold, which and, it worked yeah. out. We were at home, so and this was earlier in the year. Um, yeah, Will Levis just uh, as bad of a game as you could have. I mean, from him putting 400 yards up the year before against Tennessee to 98, he was 98 yards, 16 for 27, three interceptions. Um, and this was also a coming out game for Danico Slaughter. I, I feel like him and Brandon Turnage, this is where you saw like these should be your two cornerbacks. Yeah, I'd agree with that. They weren't going forward, but yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you also saw Danico Slaughter's famous hit on uh, the Kentucky wide receiver, flipped the ball up in the air. Juwan Mitchell picks it up. Um, takes Which it I thought in. in real time, I thought they ruled it a catch and fumble because I thought it hit the ground in real time. And I was like, that's coming back. That like, there's no way that's a catch. Credit to Juwan Mitchell. That was a great play. Yeah. Not just on the return, the, the catch. Right. And yeah, that dude got rocked. Dude. I mean, that's a, that's a nose for the football. That is a nose for the football. Like, play. <laughs> see it and go for it. Um, uh, I, you jumped ahead a little on me since I sorry. I don't know if Austin actually is in here by mistake. He didn't realize, did he really not re- realize it was a Kentucky episode? I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. So I, I did want to call him, but since he's here, we'll just ask what, like from a Kentucky point of view, because I even thought, oh, we're in for a game when they go back down the field drive the length of the field behind Chris Rodriguez, score a touchdown. I got a little more hope that it might be a blowout when we blocked the extra point. That felt good. Then Tennessee has to punt on that next drive. Yeah. You thought you were going to win, didn't you, Austin? Just say it. You thought so. He definitely did. Well, I I do love how we scored a minute 27 seconds because Jalen Hyatt. Like, how do you – after the Alabama game, how do you lose Jalen Hyatt? Yeah. That's one guy that's like anybody could be open, but do not let that guy open. Or sorry, I think we punted on our second drive and then they scored. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um we what's hilarious is we, we scored. <laughs> we did score before this, but Tennessee punted with like nine minutes left in the first half or first quarter. Had had punted like three times in three games, punted with nine minutes left in the first quarter, but they had already scored seven points. Right. <laughs> And then, yeah, we blocked the extra point. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was the biggest momentum swing you could ever have because Kentucky had no answer after that. Well, sort of. And then we let him back into it because uh, Chase McGrath, who just a few weeks earlier had kicked a game winner. Yeah, what Game winner misses a, a whatever it would be, extra point. So they're only down seven at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then um, Princeton Fant runs in a touchdown. Jalen Hyatt scores another touchdown, which it's like, again. Just does Jalen Hyatt things. I think it was a two-play drive. We, we scored in like 15 seconds on that drive yeah. right before the half. Um, that made it 27-6. to six. Man, it was it was over. It was it, – that was – after their dominating drive, it never felt like they had a chance. Like it just, they yeah. couldn't get anything going. They got into third and longs often. It, it did scare me a little bit when we went up 13 to six and we missed our extra point. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's when I was like, oh, God. Yeah. No, I, I, until Tennessee scored that next touchdown, I was like, we're in it for, we're in for it tonight. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be like last year, uh, especially because yeah, they're, yeah, they, their touchdown drive was just very commanding. Um, Will Levis did drop in a good pass on second or third and short to their tight end. Did throw a good ball, gave him a chance. So, yeah, I thought we were in for it. Um, it did make me feel like maybe Will Levis wasn't going to be able to go the length of that game when he got absolutely rocked by Amari Thomas. Yes. I really didn't think he'd be able to go the length. He did. and Which they were – like on the call, it was just like, um, 
Yeah, he lowers his shoulder and look at the contact. I'm like, dude, yeah. he got freaking drilled. He got hit hard. I don't think it looked as hard live. And then when you saw where he got hit into, I don't know who it was. It was a somebody engaged that was being blocked. And he got hit really hard into them too. So he kind of like pinballed off of him. Yeah. It was it was awesome. But they also had a 24-yard uh, completion in this game, and they only threw for 98. So on one play, they got like a fourth of their yards. Um, you love to see it. Yeah. I mean, would they have 200 total yards, 204 total yards? Sounds right. Also, you had a D Beckwith appearance this game, but in another jersey. <laughs> That was weird. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> rushed three times, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was all at the strange. end. Yeah, they were saving Chris Rodriguez, you know, uh, just resting him for bigger games. Yeah, I mean that was good. To, that was good to stop him because I I legitimately believe Chris Rodriguez is a is a top. He's a very good back. I don't know where you even put him in the SEC, just because partly because of the team he plays on. Um, but like, if you're an SEC team you would gladly have taken him on your roster. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's so strange that, I mean, he rushed for 4.3 yards per carry. They had another guy rush for five yards per carry, but they only rushed – they rushed 36 times for 107 yards. Yeah. It's like, wh- why were you still running the ball? <laughs> well, they can't do it. They tried to do other things. Right. I mean, this is where this is the game where I remember when the Titans drafted Will Levis, and all the Titans fans were just like, "Did you watch the Tennessee game?" And I remember thinking the same thing, but actually going back and watching this game, I was like, "Holy crap, Titans! What are you doing?" Yeah, they clear that clear that one was clearly not on tape. Yeah, Very clearly not. Yes, not. Yeah, they lost that one. Hey, did you know our boy Eric Kane got a he got a promotion? What do you mean? He's in the booth. Is he? Yeah. Good he's in the him. middle, too. Wow. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, he's in the middle. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, I think I the, uh, call him now. the sideline reporter is uh, Casey Funderburg. It is. Gotcha. I cool. thought maybe they had two, and then they just showed them in the booth, and he's right there between Mark Packer and Austin Price. Okay. Look nice. at him just rubbing rubbing elbows. <laughs> bigs. He's grown up so fast. He has. Um, I don't really have anything else really for this game. I mean, Tennessee blew out Kentucky. That was so much fun. And it was awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, that, that was payback for 2020. Yeah. Austin, I had a lot of fun that night. I hope you did too. <laughs> yeah. But that, that was the game where it was like, yeah, it's a trap game, you know. Kentucky, Will Levis, Tennessee's coming off their – I thought we should beat the brakes off of them. Yeah, we did. And we did. We did. Most definitely did. All right. Well, got a great interview coming up with uh, – actually, we do have some football news that we probably need to discuss before we do that. So, uh, Tennessee did lose two freshmen for the year, Deshaun Bishop and uh, Tyree Weathersby out for the season with injuries in fall camp. And then um, – did, did you see uh, Mike Matthews play last night? I did. I've seen the tweet, but I haven't I haven't watched the, the video you posted. Dude. Can't wait. Got something? Can't wait. No. I mean, dog finishing blocks and then just making like eight people miss on one play. I'm in. I'm all in. 
And then uh, on Monday, five-star edge rusher uh, Jordan Ross will make his decision um, between Tennessee, Florida, Texas, and Alabama. So that's coming up. Just keep an eye out for that. And um, all right, that's all really I have. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, just while we're trashing Kentucky, Josh Pate just tweeted, some of the best intel I'm hearing from any camp is coming out of Kentucky. There'll be a problem. Yeah, problem for themselves. Uh, first off, I like Josh Pate a lot. I'm not trying to like dog him. But how can you like – you haven't even seen him with your own eyes. How are you giving that take just based on people who are probably employees of the University of Kentucky? Well, well yeah, didn't we like talk about this on the last show? Like no one has a bad offseason. It's true. It's a good point. No one has ever in the history of sports had a bad offseason unless maybe you draft Will Evis. Unless guy, you're JG, yes. This guy somehow weaseled his way into a lot of starting quarterback positions in the offseason. Yeah. Yeah, he even, yeah, he's never had a bad offseason. That's insane. That yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's get to our interview. I'm excited for this one. I hope y'all enjoy it. Yeah. Get some baseball in here. Guest, we all have our well, almost all of us, not the guy that usually wears the cream. The rest of us have yeah, the, you need to wear the some Drew Beam this look. This is Drew Beam, Tennessee pitcher or USA baseball pitcher, whichever whichever you prefer to call him. He is both. Thanks for yeah, coming on, we, man. We really appreciate it. Absolutely appreciate you having me on. Yeah, can we say thank you for your service? Is that stolen valor? If we do that, I, I don't know if I'm worthy of that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you got to win the uh, what is the World the, Baseball Classic? World Baseball Classic. Yeah, I can't even yeah. remember the name of it. Okay, so yeah. we'll we'll wait till you uh, till you're on the mound there, and then we'll start for sure. we'll start saying for it. Sure. We uh, before we got on, I said we can talk about golf. I'm going to talk about it real quick. Is did you pick up the game because you realized to be a major league pitcher, you're going to have to play a lot of golf to to fill in the time? Yeah, I got here and they told me I wasn't allowed to swing a baseball bat, so I picked up playing golf whenever okay. I got here. And they let you do that? I feel like that's... yeah, I guess I feel like all pitchers. <laughs> I feel like all pitchers do it. So yeah, got to. Well, um, we had a random person uh, message us and say, "How come you can't beat your dad?" Um, and when he uses a five iron and a putter. Yeah, we'll see about that. He still hasn't actually gone out and challenged me to that. So we'll see if he can, Back see if he can actually beat me. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll need the results from that as soon as that, yeah. that challenge occurs. Okay. He- he was real good back in the day. We'll see if he can still swing it. <laughs> we could we could make this thing. We can you know create some content out of it if you if you want us to. We can get this on video. Little little tournament. Little yeah. You know, get it going. I'm down. Yeah. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Um. So beam in the cream. Awesome. Awesome name. Is it your favorite uniform? I love the creams. Uh, they're awesome. Uh, they're one of our kind of thicker jerseys. So some of the other guys don't love it whenever it's super hot. But I, I really enjoy wearing the creams. I think they look good. I think they're our best-looking uniform, sure. um, personally. I think the blacks come in real real second place right behind them, but mm-hmm. I still – the creams have a special place in my heart. Okay. And so if next year – probably not going to be a Sunday guy, just just throwing <laughs> that out there. I know nothing. I'm just saying. Um, so if you're pitching Friday, Saturday, we still rocking the creams? I don't know. If they give me the choice, probably. Um, okay. I know it's been traditional, you know, wear whites on Friday night. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll see if it comes down to letting me have the choice. Okay. Yeah. I just think it'd be weird. It would take some adjustment um, yeah. to get used to that. You know, I've only, I've only pitched a handful of times 
uh, I guess away away games, I've pitched in other uniforms, but at home, I think I've only ever pitched at home once, not being in cream. Dang. When was, was I was about to say, was that on uh, Sunday? It was Super Regionals. Um, oh, okay. That makes – okay. Yeah. Or Super Regional Regionals. It was Regionals against uh, Georgia Tech. Okay. We wore black. All right. Well, if you if they ask when, when you lobby for the creams, Chad Dallas came on the show and said that pitchers get to choose the uniforms. That's what he told us. That's why he wore white on Fridays. So you just say that's that's the rule. That's what they said. Uh, yeah, I guess. Chad Dallas, yeah, not us. Well, Chad Dallas said it. When, yeah. yeah, he's gonna yeah. do whatever anyway. If anybody else was gonna wear black and he wanted to wear cream, he's wearing cream. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just say he he said so, and that I get yeah. I get to pick. I guess. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you had a weird kind of story to Tennessee. You missed your last two seasons of baseball in high school due to injury I, and then COVID, obviously. So what was that kind of like? You already committed to Tennessee, but was that recruiting process weird? You know, was there kind of any, like, doubt on, like, what's going to happen? Um, I was so scared whenever uh, whenever I found out, one, that I wasn't going to play my senior year, but then, two, like, I was, you know, I was going to go into college being injured. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got no clue what's about to happen. <laughs> but I called uh, I called Vitello instantly, um, called Vitello and Coach Elander, and uh, I was just like, told him straight up. I was like, hey, this is happening. Um, got to get surgery. And they're like, ah, it's cool. Like, give me a surgery, come rehab, rehab it. And if rehab was going to work out where I was going to finish my rehab up here in Knoxville. So it worked out perfect. Got yeah. to finish my rehab, finish, you know, getting back into throwing up here um, with the trainers and with the coaches and stuff. So it all worked out well and timed out perfectly. I got to, uh, you know, body was well rested, went through a really good rehab, you know, figured out my body a little bit. So it not – happy that it happened but it couldn't have happened at a better time i think mm-hmm. did yeah, you think do you think there were now sorry <laughs> yeah do you think there were any uh like dra- what you would call major changes you go through that rehab process obviously now you're at a college you're in, you're in a college program you're in a college weight room do you feel like there were any drastic changes to your pitching style that maybe happened that probably i mean helped you i would guess based on the results um yeah i think uh you know, coming back from, you know, rehabbing, you don't really, you learn how to throw again, but it's not completely new, but mm-hmm. you're, you, you remember your base. you remember like your foundation and then all the things you work on afterwards, it's kind of, um, I guess, you, you know, it's, it's almost new again. So you really get to refine what you knew in the past you needed to work on. It wasn't really built in there anymore because it'd been so mm-hmm. long since I had thrown. So it was easier to work on things and fix things that, in the past had been an issue. You had to drop the the bad muscle memory. So exactly. So there is something to Tommy John then. I mean, there is some conspiracies. I won't say I'm a leader in it, but after seeing Ben Joyce throw, like yeah, kind of maybe thinking <laughs> Tommy John, maybe they do something in that surgery that is helping pitchers. I don't know. I, I won't it, call it, you know, it call it performance enhancing. You. I won't yeah. say that. I won't use those words, <laughs> but maybe there is something to it. It definitely lets you slow down and just like, take take back and understand why like how much you love the game and how much like why you do it mm-hmm. and um just coming back just kind of i watched got to watch other guys like my whole senior year i didn't get to play so i'm sitting here basically in a coaching perspective like a player coach just watching the game and understanding the game in a totally different perspective and you know not playing every day i'm sitting there just watching other people and how they do things 
And, you know, it's just, it kind of opened your eyes to a different world of baseball that I wasn't used to. Yeah. You talk about love in the game. Um, you also played football, hence the nickname QB one. Um, who is the better quarterback from Blackman? Is it Juwan Jennings or Drew Beam? Ooh, see, we were different. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a crazy athlete. Like dude's a baller and balled out at Blackman. Um, and he made some crazy athletic plays. I think I had the better players around me. Mm-hmm. So may give him it'd be cool to it'd be cool to go back and just, you know. Yeah, battle it get out. Him, yeah, get me and him at, at Blackman for a QB competition. That'd be fun. Just, you know, do something. But I don't know. He's he's a different kind of freak freak athlete. And so I, I might give it to him. But he made some crazy plays that, you know, I mean, it's been forever since it's in high school and people still talk about <laughs> right. things he did at Blackman. So um and it's cool that we both went here, both played high school quarterback at Blackman. So yeah. seemed to work out for both of y'all. That yeah. um, that competition would do numbers. People would drive three hours. Oh, Probably yeah. more than that. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about that great competition. Content. That's content yeah. right there. We we have first rights. It was said on this podcast. <laughs> we we have first rights sure. to to broadcast that because that that would do well. Um I, I know I he does everybody's... a I know he does a camp. I I don't know if it's at the high school, but I know he does like a free camp mm. um okay. sometime during the summers and stuff. So maybe, maybe, we, maybe we figure something out. Uh, I miss games. I do not miss a thing about football practices. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Pass I think lock, locker rooms and stuff are fun. Uh, you know, just kicking it with a hundred guys. That's that's a lot of fun. But football practices, two a days and stuff like that, are I'm I'm much happier just being a pitcher. Yeah. Um, but Friday nights and then obviously in college Saturday night football games or something different. I do kind of miss that. So you, you wish you were on the sideline for that Alabama game or were oh, you on the sideline? Oh, I, I made it to the sideline after. The okay. <laughs> I made it down there. Yeah. Uh, what I'll, I want to talk about your freshman year, because I mean, you come out also with all newcomers in that weekend starting rotation. Um, kind of what was that like learning? You got the job number one, that first Sunday. And how do you, go back, go or jump forward, I guess, all the way to, to super regional. How did you feel like you maybe changed or grew? Like, what was that kind of process like? Yeah. In the fall, I kind of, um, kind of thought, okay, I'm going to fill in as a reliever role, figure out, you know, get some innings here and there, maybe get a Tuesday start. And then came back out in this, uh, like kind of preseason, had some good outings through well. And then, uh, Tidwell ended up getting hurt. And, you know, very unfortunate, you know, wish the best for him. He's doing great with the Mets. Um, but he ended up, you know, getting hurt, and there was a spot open now because we we knew Dolander was going to, you know, be in the rotation. Burns had kind of proved himself, so Burns was going to be in the rotation. That third spot was kind of up, up for grabs. So I was like, all right, this you know, time to turn it on. Let's, let's try and get this. And we go Saturday of, after that first series, the Saturday game, Coach kind of pulled me and uh, Hollis Fanny aside and we're like, hey, you know, kind of told both of us. He was like, don't know which one of y'all, but just be ready if it's one of y'all. And I don't know if he was doing that just because he didn't want me to sit at home all night and, you know, work myself up yeah. over it or if he wanted to just, you know, or if he actually didn't know. I got no clue. Never asked him about it. But it came in Sunday morning. Name was on the starter role. And then, uh, yeah, it kind of went from there. And then I grew up – I feel like I grew up astronomically – as season went on, um, especially getting all the way to the end of that season, just went from, you know, 
high school, just kind of threw it down the middle, did threw three pitches and kind of got whoever you wanted out that way. There'd be a few guys that were competitive. Starting SEC play, I started out really hot, really well. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is fun. But I figured out, like, started to figure out things about myself and about, you know, how college baseball is. It's a whole lot different. It's a whole different animal than uh, high school baseball, especially yes, SEC baseball. And uh, kind of got to the end of my freshman year and started battling some fatigue and realized I not I've never thrown this much and right. uh, needed to kind of take care of my body more and didn't realize that. And I think I, uh, you know, really took advantage of that going into my sophomore year and took all the way through sophomore year, whereas I took care of my body more. I felt a lot better at the end of the season. Wasn't tired all the time. Um, so, yeah, I think I just I learned a lot from that freshman year. And it was obviously a, a great year. We had a that was the most fun I've had in forever. So that, that year was really special. So you did kind of get to enjoy it in the moment? Because, I mean, I would think as a freshman, you get thrown, you kind of, let me not throw into it's the right word, but you're a Sunday starter all of a sudden. Feels like that might be a whirlwind. But I guess that season was probably pretty easy to enjoy. Yeah, and, it was. And you can't, you haven't thrown in two years, really. Like mm-hmm. in, a, in like a real game. So yeah. how, how was, how was that? Kind of, it was, uh, was it just like, all right, the first pitch is out of the way. I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah, once the first pitcher was gone, I think it was it was like a year and a day after my surgery was that Sunday that I started. And so it was just such a relief, like getting back out there and like actually throwing um, and doing well and stuff like that. It was it was cool. I, t- I, I could take it in. I, I really enjoyed that season. It wasn't, um, you know, it, it was something I wanted. I wanted to be come to college and be yeah. a starter. So I was never, you know. You know, I always believed in myself. So it wasn't like a shock to me. Oh, I'm starting like this is a whole lot of, you know things I wasn't expecting, like didn't expect it to happen that fast, but it was more than ready for when it happened. Yeah. And some pitchers are, you know, kind of all over the place with their emotions on the mound. Um, you know, we saw what, what Burns did. Dolander had his moments, but you just seem like Mr. Steady Eddie on the mound. Do you like the, the mound strut? And you also have one of the, my favorite gifts of all time of you blowing the kiss after you're walking <laughs> off the field. Um, so what, what's kind of your demeanor on the mound and then like, who was, who'd you blow that kiss to? Yeah. So, um, I think just the whole like steady as a racehorse is basically what I've always thought is like racehorse have blinders on, so they Mm -hmm. don't see anything outside. They always got what's in front of them. So like while I'm pitching, I don't want to, you know, never want to get too high or low on myself. You know, it's a, it's a steady, it's a long game. So that's just something that I've always, I think I attribute it back to football too, is you can't really, if I show too much emotion as, as a, you know, as a quarterback, you're the leader, everyone looks at you, everyone comes to you for the play and everything. So if you're too down or way too high on yourself, like it can, it can affect others and it can, you know, get people off track or really put people, other people down. So I think just staying, you know, staying that steady, like you said, is just, that's part of my game. That's just who, who I've always been. So that just kind of, uh, kind of helps me get through things. If I get too, mm-hmm. you know, too high on myself and I start getting, I don't want to get, uh, you know, stoop boastful and stuff like that. It just makes me big headed and I don't want to be that way. And if you get down on myself, that just, that obviously throws everybody off. You don't want to be, if you're down on yourself, there's no way you can compete to your highest level. So just staying, you know, steady head, uh, keeps me just competing at the way I want to compete. And then, uh, oh, the kiss. Uh, <laughs> who, Wait, who were we playing? Was it Mississippi State or was that? Yeah, it was. It was Vanderbilt. On no, it was, yeah, it was home say, game. It's yeah. It was definitely was Vanderbilt. Yeah. So, oh, what did he do? It was something while during his at bat, 
And I think I like, I ended up walking him, but he was doing something, not, not something, not exactly the, you know, Soto shuffle, but it was something another like that where I think I threw it inside and he like kind of chirped at me when I walked him and I was like, whatever, like that's, it was, I think I should have struck him out, but umpire caught her a ball, whatever. It was something close. He yeah, chirped. He, he probably heard I it didn't from say, me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I chirped or he chirped. I didn't say anything back to him. And then I sh- struck out the next guy. So I was like, and he was like kind of saying something to me. So I was just like, I couldn't hear him. I don't know what he said, but I was like, I never show emotion. I was like, screw it. And <laughs> I like looked at him and he was like, we we're locking eyes. And so I was like, whatever. So I blew him the kiss okay. and didn't even think about it. Like didn't remember it. Like <laughs> got pulled out of the game, go to my phone and like three or four text messages. What, why'd you blow a dude a kiss? I was like, dude, I, I got no clue. Landon's like, already I made need, it a gift. Yeah, yeah I, was like, I had to. I had to go back and rewatch that at bat against him to even remember like <laughs> why I did it. So I guess that's like, I don't really ever show emotion. That was kind of crazy. That I even did that. But that's 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 my version of you know, the Dolander scream and all that. So oh yeah, I, I love yeah. it. I mean, I guess that's why it was such a big deal because you never do it and, and yeah. you're like, oh, he blew a kiss. That was different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did so you grew up a Tennessee fan, right? Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I, we have that. Do you know your your I mean, teammate? No, no longer teammate. Jared Dickey was an Alabama fan before. Yeah, I heard I about that. I didn't understand it. Yeah, but that's rough. I, I, I knew. I knew at chat. some point. Yeah, he got converted. He's, he's yeah. We're good. He's on the good <laughs> side now. We're good. So, do you have? Have you always had a hatred? I mean, middle. You know, you may not care at all about Vanderbilt. I I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't really had. I didn't really hate them growing up. Um, as I got closer and closer to college, it became more and more. I don't like you at all. Um, so yeah, there's some behind, behind the scene reasons for that too. Right. But I'm not. I'm not going to get into that. I did some. I did some homework from Blackman High School to Vanderbilt's baseball stadium is 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you against Vanderbilt, 15 and two thirds innings, eight hits, one earned run, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Um and one complete game shutout just for you know shits and gigs. In case someone happens to hear this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you don't have to worry about your bat being checked. Yeah, dude, that that game was so much fun. <laughs> that that game was cool. It was for the sweep. I don't think we it'd been forever since we had swept or even won a series at Vanderbilt. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Like it'd been like 2008 or something. I think it was something mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. And I just remember we all got on the bus after that game. And someone said it. I don't know who tweeted it. You might have been, you know, I don't know. Somebody tweeted it. It was like his first time Tennessee has won a series at Vanderbilt so long. We we're like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Did it Check. did it happen at Lindsey Nelson or was that the the series that um there was a series Vanderbilt and Tennessee? It would have been around 08. It probably would have been maybe 09 when Cody Hahn got his bat checked by Tim Corbin. Yeah. He was around in second, and Tim Corbin was almost to the pitcher's mound yeah. trying to check his bat. Yeah, I didn't even know about that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, so there, there's there's layers. To yeah, it's thing. not the first time he's checked a bat <laughs> cool. for Tennessee. So cool. yeah, they don't check bats after strikeouts. I don't know why. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. it's the same now. bat. <laughs> yeah, you did get to experience this year. You know, you come in right after the Drew Gilbert walk off that everybody knows about, and then but you get to see the Zane Denton hit against Clemson kind of this not the same but kind of the same like in a regional 
you know, down to your final out and and Zane Denton does that. What was that game like? I know it's a little different from being at home, but man, like that was an all time moment for Tennessee baseball. Dude, I think I sweat twenty pounds that game. I, I was <laughs> dude, I was nervous. Like that was uh and then dude, he hit that I I wouldn't even watch him. You didn't I you like, weren't even pitching, right? No, I was in the dugout and You're I turned in the dugout sweat. I no, I turned around to grab something. I hear a crack of a bat and everybody else is looking out into Left center field. I missed it. Oh, man. I didn't even see it. <laughs> I was pissed, but that's tough. yeah. Did he just knowing him, and then also just like the fact that he like did that, like and the whole that whole game was crazy. Like we're down to our last strike, and then down to you know a review that they would have yeah. won it, and then we reviewed, and so I, did, I don't know that game. Everything went right for us in the end. Yeah. I was I was more than happy because whoever I feel like. You know, I think if we had lost, we still had a chance to get back into it. But whoever won that game, it was gonna, it was so easy. It was gonna be so easy to win the regional, mm-hmm. just because yeah. you had everything else lined up. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like things started going our way, and you're like, this is different. You're like you're a Tennessee fan, so like yeah. things don't really go Tennessee's <laughs> don't. way very Never. often. So the fact that it did is like, man, are we a team of destiny? That's what it felt like. Anyway, it felt it. It felt like it. For a minute, we 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 enjoyed that. That's I mean, you're right though. Like the tension in that game built up. Not only was it a great baseball game, just like yeah. overall great baseball game, but both teams knew it. Both fan bases knew it that whoever won that game was probably coming out of the regional, even though it wasn't an elimination game. Like yeah. it wasn't. It didn't have normal stakes, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was crazy how it lined up. I did want I want I want to know too about like your approach. Last year was kind of weird. Like you probably pitched what two rubber matches. Three, uh, maybe? maybe I don't even know if it was two. Uh, no, uh, no, because Kentucky was already won. Kentucky, Kentucky had already won when you pitched against them. Yeah, Kentucky was just to not get swept. Alabama was a rubber year. match. Um, Alabama was, and was Auburn. Auburn was. I think yeah, it was Alabama. Auburn. Sunny. I think yeah. those were the only two. So you kind of like. I mean, obviously, you're a competitive guy. You want to win every game, but you also don't have that. The series isn't on the line. Whereas, like mm-hmm. this year, it's just a different you change of climates, like totally different um, perspective from you. Did you feel like your, you know, pre, you know, night routine, Saturday night routine changed or your Sunday morning to get prepped? Or was it, I mean, it's the same mentality for you. You're going out and competing, eat for every yeah, strike. Nothing really changed. I mean, obviously, going into up, up 2 0 is obviously way easier mm-hmm. and it's way, way more ease of mind, you know, all that. But no, nothing really changed. I kind of, um, you know, obviously being a year older, had some different things I did in my routine to be more steady and to, you know, actually be more prepared, but nothing, nothing really changes whether we're down O2 up O2 or, or two O or if it's a rubber match, kind of trying to keep it, you know, as steady as I can. Right. I also wanted to ask about, there was a lot of talk, obviously. I mean, I'll say it Tennessee got robbed of a, a re- being able to host a regional. What's the, what's the difference for you traveling? You got to host regional, super regional, um and then had to travel for both what is like obviously i'm sure you prefer it but what what is that like why do you prefer it i think being at home is nice because obviously you know the obvious you know having your fans there having you know mm-hmm. you're used to the field used to the mound um everything like that but on the road what i mean southern miss was they had a cool atmosphere a lot of you know fans were great baseball fans like 
got rowdy. Like that's, that's what you want to see in a super regional. Like that's, that's an environment for a super regional. Cool. Sure. Um, but just, I don't know, kind of feel like what helped us, you know, we went through all those delays and everything and mm. being under the bleachers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, if we were at home, we'd have been in our, our own, you know, uh, you know, locker room and stuff, but being that way, we're kind of like just hanging in the hotel, chilling, like, you know, just being guys hanging at the hotel. It was nothing. It was kind of cool. Just everyone just hung out in one central place. And I don't know. I don't know if it really changed how we played or anything, but I think, I mean, we sat there for supposed to be like a one o'clock game. We ended up pitching. I think I threw my first pitch at nine fifteen. but just, I don't know. Uh, obviously wish it would have been in Knoxville. Uh, right. Been a lot cooler. Not being at home is nice, knowing the feel and everything. But it was, it's, you know, you go down there, and it's been like, every time we face a coach that's retiring. I, I hate it. That that coach, God. that coach is such a great coach, and he he did so many good things for that that program. But I mean, you can't just you just don't do that. Like they just they were trying to give him a good last game at home. I guess I don't know what the NCAA was doing, but I guess they don't realize what we do against retiring coaches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like throwing retirement parties. That's for sure. Yep. Um, so you did get to pitch game three in, in the super regional, um, that punch a ticket to Omaha. What was that kind of like being the guy that did that? Um, because it's like a complete turnaround from, you know, your, your freshman year where you pitched that rubber match doesn't go your way. Um, and then what was kind of that, like getting over the hump this year? Yeah. Well, actually my freshman year, I didn't, I didn't get the nod in the super. Regional. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so uh, no hard feelings there. Me and V talked about it. He he knew. Um, I knew. You know why that made sense. So, uh, but I was like, I am not. So that's not the getting, reason we know. Why. I, was, <laughs> I was like, I am not not getting the ball in the super regional. I, I was I was like, we are getting. Is what was it? We we had to play a doubleheader or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All that, and I was like, I'm I'm getting the ball. We're we're gonna win this. And, I'm not. I'm not letting it get taken out of my hands this year. And he he even said that to me. He said he knew. So he said, like, I know you're not. You want the ball this year, and it's gonna be in your hands for Game Three. So I was excited. I, I you know get to pitch in a really meaningful game to go be a part of one of the coolest experiences ever, which was Omaha, which was dope. I loved Omaha. <laughs> yeah. So what what was that experience like? Because that's something Tennessee's like hasn't done in forever. Like you, you make it to Omaha in 2021, um, but you don't win a game. What was that kind of like winning a game in Omaha and, you know, kind of getting that monkey off your back too? Yeah, that, that game was electric. Um, the game we won was Stanford, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quinn threw a really good game for them, which he, he was a workhorse, dude. He threw so much for Stanford, mm-hmm. uh, this past year. And then, um, yeah, just kind of I know I know we didn't want another game, but it was just it was really, you know, settling to be like, all right, we, we came here, we won a game, obviously wanted to win it all. Uh I think obviously the winner, LSU ended up winning it. I think we would have won it if we beat LSU that night. Um, I think that was a that was a deciding game there. But, you know, you can't can't go back and say that not knowing. So Yeah. Uh, you know, that that experience was really cool. It was really, you know, I you know only eight teams get to do it a year, but it's something that I wish everybody could do and enjoy yeah. that because it's a it's an experience you'll never forget. Well, what's that it, like? What, what was it like for you to finally just be like, "Hey, I belong"? Because Dylan Cruz has some nice words to say about you after that game. Um, you know, when did you finally be like, 
hey, I'm 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 gonna be in the big leagues one day too. I hope so. God willing, I'll get there. Um, Cruz, Cruz, he's awesome, dude. He's, uh, I don't know. I never, I don't think, I don't think anybody can say anything bad about the dude. He's such a nice guy. So I was thankful that he said those nice things about me. But uh, yeah, just I mean that stage is insane. I mean you go, you go to LSU like we did this year, and it's thirteen thousand Cajuns, and it's they all hate you. They just, you know, it's <laughs> it's what you want to see in SEC baseball. You go to Omaha and it's 26,000 people, but it's 26,000 people that want to be there to watch a good baseball game. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. how I describe it. It's more of a – feels like a big league atmosphere. Everyone's just, you know, there's constant chatter in the background, but it's not over, you know, it's not 13,000 Cajuns yelling at you or, yeah. you know, whatever, how many bomb stadium or whatever in Arkansas holds. It's not, it's not a bunch of people who hate you. It's people that are, you know, that, you know want to see some good baseball and enjoy some baseball. So mm-hmm. I thought that atmosphere was different than anything I'd experienced in college. And I really yeah, thought it was really cool. Had some nerves in the first inning, but after that kind of settled and um, felt really good to be out there. Yeah. We'll do it again next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you Hopefully mentioned a few more oh, games. Yeah, no, yeah, that would, sure. that'd be great. Um, you mentioned Quinn and then going, I think he threw like 110 pitches in regional and super regional. Yeah. Um, what's, do you, do you know your max pitch? Like, what have you, what's the most you've thrown? Um, I think 111 was that Vanderbilt complete game. Okay. So from your perspective, like what's your, your, your competitor, like what, what would you be in your head willing to go in like a situation like Stanford was in, or you saw, um, Paul Skeens throw a crap ton in a weekend as well. Like what's for you, do you have like, you, you know, where your body will quit or you're like, I'll push it all the way. Yeah. I think that. I don't know. Like, I think my body is able. I mean, I think I could, you know, get up there and throw 150 pitches. Like, I'm not going to love how I feel the next day. Like, <laughs> nobody is. I, I can promise you Quinn was not feeling great after he threw <laughs> however many pitches he threw. But it's doable. Uh, recovery just becomes that much more important whenever you do that much. Uh, I think the coaches here at Tennessee do such a great job with that, though, of not overworking us. Like, uh-huh. they're they know that. You know, obviously they'll they'll stretch us out if you know we got something going like I like I did against Vanderbilt or you know it's just working. But we've got so many good guys in the bullpen and stuff like that. There's just there's no reason to throw a guy up there for 125 pitches. And right. when you've got a bunch of guys who are fresh right behind them that are going to do just a good good a job, you know. Um, he the coaches here know that we've you know we all aspire to play at the next level and stuff. So. They're not gonna. They don't want to hurt us while we're here. Yeah. Right. So, do you kind of have like I don't know if sour is the right word, but when you see that happening, are you kind of like, what is that coach thinking? Or in your head, you're like, yeah, if I'm on that mound and I know what I've got to do, like I'm, it's probably gonna be hard to take the ball out of my hand as well because you those guys are yeah. built similarly. Yeah, I understand exactly how the pitchers. I'm like, there, there's no chance he wants to come out of the game. Like right. sometimes I'll, I'll be like 108 pitches. Um, I think about even the Southern Miss game. I was like, no, I don't want to come out yet. I was <laughs> yeah, like, right. what are you doing? Like, stay in mm-hmm. there, stay in there. I don't want to, I want to, don't want to come out just yet. But do you uh, tell them no? Do you shake your head or? I've, I've tried. Um, one time, <laughs> one time, Vitello actually let me. Um, but I think I was only like 95 pitches and he was, he was going to see, I think he said he was shaky on if he was actually going to do it or not. And he started to, and I gave him like the bat and he actually listened to me. <laughs> but um, 
there's been other times that, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be like, no, no, stay there, stay there. And he, he just comes right. He's like, I got my mind made up. So he's a fast but, walker. It's hard to slow him down. Oh yeah. You, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get his attention before he, before he makes it out of the dugout or there's, there's no turning back for him. Yeah. yeah he's got a quick pop-up time for sure. Um, I, I want to talk NIL a little bit. So, um, definitely a new thing going around, but it was perfect timing of your parents because here you are getting to college as soon as NIL comes out. And, uh, so how much have you made? Um, I'm just kidding. You know, <laughs> unless you want to, um, show, show the, show the bank records. We, yeah. We what, what's that kind of like? Because you grow up thinking like I go to college, I take care of business and then I make the paycheck when I get drafted. Yeah. Then it's like a completely different story, and and not that you make that kind of money at Tennessee because I think that's unrealistic. But the fact that you get a, a little bit of something off your name, image, likeness, what's that kind of been like? And what are some things that you've done? Yeah, I've always, um, you know, even before NIL was a thing, it was always in talks. Like people were always like, hey, why don't players, you know, get paid? Yeah. So I've always kind of been on, I've always been on the side of, yeah, I think players should get paid. Um, you know. Not in the way, obviously, I like the way it is now. Like, it's it shouldn't be, you know, performance-based. Like, hey, if you go out and strike out 20 guys, here's about this amount of money. I like how it is. I like how it's based, and I think it's in a good standing right now. I think there will probably be some revisions to it, you know, people complaining and stuff about, oh, this 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 school's bringing in so much money. Who knows? Yeah. People always complain. I do think Tim, you should Tim Corbin. also get queso anytime you all have 10 strikes. I think that should. That's I do too. I agree. Okay. We don't, right. we don't, we don't get a ticket to the game. So anytime we get case for queso, we don't get the free queso because we don't yeah. have a ticket. Well, but, we need to fix that. That's, that's we do, my we only performance that, that, based one you all should get in my opinion. There we go. There we go. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to come in and just, you know, be in this new era, dude. My freshman year, no one had any clue, right? Had any clue at all what to do. And then, like, if you even got in contact with a the company, they'd be like, "What is that? Like, I have no clue what that means. <laughs> like, what? Do you, what is this nil you're talking about? Like, you're asking me for an nil, and I don't even know what it is. So, yeah. um, but it's it's been interesting. It's been fun. Uh, the fun parts about it are actually like you, there's opportunities to, like connect with like fans and stuff. And like that's the funnest part. So you go go to a signing and just hang out with people. And uh, I think this weekend I'm going to uh, like a travel ball team's banquet. So I'm going oh, nice. hang out with some kids and stuff. So okay. just like fun stuff. I mean, uh, there's you know obviously guys uh, football obviously gets the the big money. That's you know they bring in the most money. So obviously people are gonna want to give those players players money. But um, it's just cool to see you know what some people get and how you can, you know, cater your NIL to yourself as like all my, the stuff I like isn't the same as, you know, something like Kirby or Dolander had, you know, they had different deals because it catered to them. It's the same yeah. stuff they like. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's still, people are still trying to figure it out, but it's, it's getting more and more clear on what you can, um, you know, can do and stuff like that. So I've enjoyed it a lot. I don't know if we could get you any like actual NIL deals, but we did get Xander Seacrest a box of big league chew. So if you've got something chew. in mind like that, like let me know. I'll tag him in a tweet. We'll see yeah, what we can do. Yeah, we uh... dude, <laughs> dude, Xander is I don't know if y'all ever had talk like talk to him in person. Dude, he is so funny. Dude, okay. We, we love him. I was gonna Xander's our dude. Game, but now that we already brought him up, he did submit some questions to us. Okay. Oh Lord. Yeah, he's a, he's a loyal <laughs> listener. Um, All right. 
So he said, uh, who's the funniest pitcher on the staff? It's Xander. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, Who's your uh who's your dad on the pitching staff? It's it's Xander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we had like so we have this like family tree. So um it starts it starts with Woody, which is our athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. And so that's like that's the top of the family tree. Yeah. <laughs> great great grandfather to me, I guess. Cause then it's then it's Redmond Walsh. That checks out <laughs> age wise that we're following <laughs> so, age. So that's Redmond. And then we skipped like 20 years of college and then got to Xander because Red, <laughs> Redmond's ancient. Yeah. And so uh, then Xander and then it's me and then below me is AJ Russell. Okay. So then uh, we'll see who AJ picks as his quote unquote son this year. I like year. this. We have like a whole fraternity as the, yep. the baseball team. I like yep. that. Just to add to the Redmond Walsh is old joke, can we put Frank Anderson? under redmond walsh in the family tree uh, <laughs> apparently apparently i don't know when they uh started doing it but at some point we started adding uncles and cousins and so frank's an uncle okay, okay. Uh, yeah he's yeah. Evil. So yeah, he's he's, kind of he's evil. in there somewhere but yeah i don't know they started expanding <laughs> the tree and i just uh, i just know the main i know the trunk i know who's <laughs> yeah, on the right. main part so uh aj russell stud i love him he's great he's gonna he's gonna be a big factor for us this year yeah, I think I think he can fill a role. Um, I think he can fill a role for us. Also, Tennessee guy. Yes, yeah. He, me and him live like twenty minutes from each other, but didn't know each other. So. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I'm not sure what he's from, but Redmond, Xander, you and AJ all Tennessee guys. Is that how it worked out? Xander's Xander's Atlanta, or not That's Atlanta, right. but Georgia something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was about to say I didn't know Xander was from. Tennessee, but Landon's lying to us. Yeah. I just try to pull a fast one. Yeah. That I never know. It's all right. Nah. Yeah. I I do want to ask you too. Are you, is that all Xander submitted? I'm sorry. Uh, He asked, jump in. Does uh, Xander really chew a lot of gum? Yeah. Dude, he does the, uh, I don't know how he does it, but he has the 27 outs where he does one piece of gum Mm. for every out. And dude, I've done it and got to like 11. And I'm like, dude, I'm done. Like, I, I just, my jaw not physically chew anymore <laughs> and he does it but yeah he dude i forgot how much he ended up getting last year but he kept up with every piece of gum he chewed for the entire season his dentist must hate him <laughs> <laughs> i forget we were like we're like 40 games in and he was like i want to say like 800 or something i don't know if that's true but it was a lot i think that was a twitter i think the yeah those main like a, twitter ran a like a question yeah. for a prize one day mm-hmm. is that right gosh yeah, I believe so. So I might, we might know the math, how to get there mathematically next year. It's for every out. Yeah, he doesn't do it every game, but okay. um, I feel like he did it like once a week. But he also pitches with gum in his mouth. Yeah, he should do it for the games he pitches. Be out there with oh. with seventeen he, pieces like, of gum. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, he has. So we, we walk out to the field, like we walk out to the bullpen every day together. And he has this routine, like he he goes. I'm sorry if he didn't want me to share this, but he goes over to the <laughs> bubble gum and he gets I, I forget how many pieces, but it's some. And it's really a routine wrapped around bubble gum, and he puts a few pieces in, a few pieces in his back pocket. I think he pitches with pieces in his back pocket. I don't know. He's <laughs> an odd fellow, but we love him. That is a gum addiction. I I wonder if he's just like one of those guys who sees free stuff and takes it. And so you guys have all the free gum in the dugout and he's like, yeah, that's mine. Yeah. Might be that. Can't pass up on it, you know? No. 
Uh, I did want to ask you this year. You sported the the purple glove. I think you even had purple cleats for some games. Um, obviously, you know that's really meaningful to you. What? Just explain kind of what that's about and why you decided to do that this year. Yeah. So my sister, who's 15 years old now, mm-hmm. she uh, she has spinal muscular atrophy, which is a muscle muscular disorder. Basically, uh, she's been in a wheelchair for pretty much her entire life. I think you know maybe a couple years old. She was not in a wheelchair, but, um, so yeah, it just, it's a muscular, muscular disease that kind of prohibits her from, you know, building a lot of muscle and being able to do basically basic, you know, standing and walking and stuff like that. So other than that, she's perfectly fine. She's a student. She's her cheer manager at her high school does lives a pretty normal life other than just being wheelchair bound. And so, um, I just, this year I was just kind of didn't really know what to do for a glove and, uh, we get to customize one every year. So, I was sitting there, I'm like, and like purple came up on the color options. I was like, hmm, what if I just made a purple glove? I was like, I, I got no clue if they'd allow that. And then I kind of went up to Coach Elander. I was like, hey, like, how do you feel about this? And he's like, dude, if you don't do that, I'm gonna be mad. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, sweet. I was like, I was like, I appreciate it. And like they were like, Yeah, absolutely. We we'd love for you to do it. And they let me put the like hashtag QSMA on it. Um and so I was really good. grateful. I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. It faded a lot. It's like a purplish gray now because of the sun. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I you have it, it with you? No, it's at the field. Oh, okay. I, I wish I had it. But yeah. um, but yeah, then uh, I just kind of ran with it and figured, you know, if I have a purple glove and a sea of orange in Knoxville, people ask questions why it's purple. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of just gave me a platform to kind of talk about her story and spread the word. Yeah, that's is all, she your, awesome. is she your biggest critic too? <laughs> uh, yeah, she does. Yeah, she also she's she tells like, me she's like, hey, she tells me I suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how much she actually watches the games more than just socializes, but she she's she sure to VP room quite a bit. So, oh really? Oh yeah. I don't know how she gets down? How she's allowed in there? But oh, MVP, what you, they allow uh, Landon in there. I mean, they'll yeah, allow I, if I could get in there. <laughs> Who knows? She's got her ways. So. Yeah. Just like, yeah, Drew Beam's sister. What are you going to do? I, who knows? What's, uh, what's the velo looking like this year? Went up from freshman year to, to sophomore. Are we going to, we going to hit triple digits this year? Uh, I would literally be so happy to hit triple digits. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um, which is so absurd to me. Like, I like grew up watching baseball and like triple digits was like, all right, you have a Rollis Chapman. Everybody else have fun throwing ninety three. Yeah, and now now you got starters on the daily throwing a hundred. It's like, mm-hmm. how did our game become this? Yeah, in such a short short period. But yeah, that, the goal. I mean, goal is obviously to get people out, but hitting hitting a hundred would be really cool. Yeah. yeah, somebody's gonna top Ben Joyce one day. So yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. if Could it be you this year. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'd, I'd be really happy. That'd be really cool, but I don't. I don't think I'm getting up to. What did he hit? 105 five or something? Yeah, Tennessee. That's absurd, dude. Just get a get a bullpen game. It seemed to work for Chase Burns. I mean, just yeah. came out literally on just fire. Literally let it fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just beg for like a midweek bullpen game. Just be like, hey. Yeah, just like hey, we're instead gonna... of a bullpen. Yeah, instead of a bullpen this week, like let's just let me throw an inning in the game. Yeah. Let me so let it fly. What's the fastest you've hit? I think 98. I think I hit it at LSU. 
feels like not. I think, like I, think I hit it twice. Okay. So we can probably cheat. So that's, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Two we, more we can miles probably, an hour. I, I maybe check check that radar gun. It might not have been calculated. It might have been might have yeah. been double digits. Maybe you can know. shoot a couple pieces of gum, and maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, I was talking earlier. I was like, because I don't drink energy drinks or anything. I was like, dude, I'm just going to chug a bang before one inning. Just go out there and literally be wired and see how hard I can throw a baseball. Yeah, it's definitely going to drill somebody in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. Probably <laughs> would have have zero clue where it's going. But... Yeah. Yeah. To you be, hit to be fair, no one really remembers it if it hits triple digits. Yeah. They don't know where they don't know if it was. Yeah. So Joyce Joyce hit one uh or threw one and about took off the Mississippi State dude's head. But hey. <laughs> Didn't he hit Aurora's, an umpire? Yeah, I think he did. And then Rollers Chavins uh against Andrew McCutcheon literally almost killed him. Yeah. And it was what 105.7 or something. Mm-hmm. Like fastest pitch at the time. But it's unreal. All right. Um, I don't. I have one more question, Caleb. Do you have any more? I don't. That's it for okay. me. All right. One last question. How far can you throw an orange? Oh, I don't know. What? How? How? What's the comparison of uh, weight between an orange and a baseball? I would think it would be harder to throw an orange than a baseball. Hard. Yeah. I figured it's probably. I, can you I, throw Joe probably, Milton? Probably not. I'd say, but okay. orange is probably what closer to a golf ball. Or like a, a tennis bigger, ball, maybe? Maybe a tennis ball? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it would be a little bit easier to throw an orange than a tennis ball. I think it's got a little bit more weight to it. But yeah. I'd say they're very – I'd say they're more similar than a baseball to an orange. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I could – I could. I feel like I could definitely throw it 100 yards. I think Milton threw it, like, over 100 yards, so. Yeah. Because okay. he threw it from the end zone to the fence, and that fence is, like, way past the end zone of that right. practice field. So, I think we, okay. I think in the Juwan Jennings QB competition, you and Juwan both throw an orange. Throw an orange as far as okay. you can. Yep. I don't know. I, I, I for sure can throw it seventy. Like I, I'm going. That's that's the floor. I think okay. ceiling might be like hundred. What about football? When's the last time you thrown a football that far? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Last time I thrown a football. Um, Are you allowed to? If we're, if we're getting in trouble, we're not. We're not field. allowed to have. We're not allowed to have footballs on the baseball field because <laughs> somebody got hurt one time. I was about to so say this. It was probably, like it probably has to do with Evan Russell or Drew Gilbert. Yeah, so that's they're banned for ten years. So in <laughs> wow. ten years, in ten years, you may see a football back at uh, Lindsey Nelson, but Dang. I don't know. I think in high school, I'm gonna shoot. I think that. in high school, I threw a ball. I think my longest in the air was like close to sixty-five, seventy. Okay. Okay. So, but may it. may have may have been wind enhanced wind yeah. behind me, but say it counts. So, yeah. wind time yeah. could it yeah. could have been blowing yeah. that hard. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. But I've I could I could throw it pretty far. Um, accuracy became a little problem for me, but you know it's whatever. Yeah. I can throw a baseball accurately, so love it. Works, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> you you picked the right sport, I guess. Yeah. Um. Make sure Vitello is keeping out for a package. I think I'm going to ship a football to the facility now. See what happens. <laughs> see gonna, see gonna if it can pop. make its way to the locker room. Yeah, maybe we can hide it in Chad Zerker's bag or something. Oh, dude, you got to yeah, write some like funny note on it or something. So yeah. let the boys. I'm just going to write. Let the boys play. Like and remember yeah. the Titans. Just I love, love it. Love yeah, it. Boys will be boys. <laughs> or if you fumble my football, I'll <laughs> kick you in your jump round. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, man, I, pre- I appreciate you hopping on. It's been a been a ton of fun. We'll have to do it again. Uh, especially, I know 
baseball season's very busy for you. So we'll just uh, Sunday nights. We'll put you on every night. It'll be all right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah you, you and Xander will come on and just duke it out. Yeah. Come do, come do a post game interview on the field. Yeah, we'll do it. That's we'll, an official we'll invite. We'll, yeah. We're in. You got it. Let's do it. Awesome. Thanks, Drew. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all having me. Good luck. See you, brother. Appreciate it. We're back. Caleb's not back. All right. So uh, that was Drew Beam, All-American, Team USA, All-SEC, just all-around dude, Tennessee guy. Um, love that he hates Vanderbilt. Um, awesome stuff. Let's um, let's kind of close out the show a little bit. Let's. Uh, I don't really have any – questions we didn't have any questions on we kind of the ones we got we kind of mentioned them to, to drew there uh but let's go to stupidity is an epidemic um i have a couple joe if you want to hop in here too if you got any um i got one so the cincinnati bearcats the football account on twitter said the ultimate hype man strap up we're wired um with at tanner mordecai Tanner Mordecai is the Wisconsin quarterback. So don't know why the Cincinnati um, account was tweeting about Tanner Mordecai. I wonder if the guy who's like in charge of that did Cincinnati's last year. Now he's with with Wisconsin. I don't know. But uh, love that. And I don't know how that happens, honestly. What's up, Joey? Did you? I don't know. What? Huh? So the the Cincinnati, Cincinnati um, football account on Twitter tweeted the ultimate hype man strap up or wired with Tanner Mordecai. It's got a picture of Tanner Mordecai, but they're Wisconsin players. This is Wisconsin. It was supposed to be a Wisconsin account, but the Cincinnati account. So I wonder if the intern or whoever does social media for him was at Cincinnati last year and he just got the accounts mixed up. But it was deleted shortly after. But yeah. awesome stuff. Screenshots left forever. Yeah. That's pretty – that's like a big – I mean, it's not like in hindsight it's not a big deal, but like I guess – I feel like you would get – I mean, I feel like the moment you end an internship, you probably get moved. Yeah, you got to change that password. Awesome. I mean, thank God I'd never tweet anything bad out from the more important issues. <laughs> first two, first two, yeah, I don't know how that hasn't happened. Um, the first two tweets I sent out for the show on were, were on my account on accident. I just – Perfect. Flustered woman. I messed up the intro. I got the so it's you know getting back in the scheme of things. But um, love it. Yeah. yeah hey, I we'll work out the Kings for football season. That's what fall camps for. Exactly. This is the this is what this is what the, you know, the off season's for. Is we don't do this during during the real season. This is the the practice runs. Yeah. Um, um I got one more, and I think it's just the stupidity is just losing fantasy football fantasy football. Um, but this is awesome. So the Giants announcer Dave Fleming. Finished last in fantasy football, so his punishment, he had to work as the bat boy for the Giants one night. I saw that. I think that's pretty cool. I wish, like, more professional – because what was that whole thing? There was, like uh, – was it the NFL? Like, there was a fantasy football thing, and there was, like, celebrity beef across, like, between, like, a, I don't know if it was Scott Van Pelt or something, or certain mm-hmm. NFL players were beefing with each other, like, seriously about it. But, like, I wish more professional – like, that's funny. Like, I think – I don't know some random implication that all of us actually get to watch on TV TV happens. I don't know. Coaches do it or uh, 
some on the sidelines of the football game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's also yeah. – I need to see more, like, harmless punishments. Yeah. Harmless that's, punishments yeah, That's a mild punishment. I mean, I've seen some absolutely brutal yeah. punishments. Right. Just, just brutal. I mean <laughs> – Caleb fell asleep. No, I was making my bed. Why didn't y'all tell me? Putting sheets back on putting sheets back on my bed, I should say. I, well, I mean I texted you. I was gonna I was Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. It's okay. No, I forget I have that I have all my group texts muted just because yeah, I'm the same. Way. You know. You know how it goes. How long have we been back? Mm, five minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not terrible. I was like, y'all might be wrapping up the show right now. I mean, we're I mean we're we're closing out. Basically. Um have you done stupidity? Yeah, we're in it right now. If you do, you have any? Yeah. Let's hear. Maybe. Oh, we didn't get to talk about this because you didn't remind me, Landon, and I told you to remind me on Thursday. So yes, okay. I do. What the hell is up with everyone gatekeeping hole in ones? Like, why is it not hard to figure out what a hole in one is? Did you see that insane barstool one where uh, part or? What was it called? Foreplay? Someone mm -hmm. wrote in, they were like, my buddy went and played uh, golf the other day. He played nine holes and then turned around and played the same nine. And on number, he had a hole in one. Should it count? And they argued about it. What the hell? Okay. Yeah, that counts. Okay, but I think that, okay, so I think it's different perspective from like Landon like versus like me just like golfing before because like in theory, you just think like you play 18 – I mean, I, I agree it counts, but I do see the area of, like, that's your second time playing the hole in the same day. And, and some people would say, if you, you know, if you, so you hit, so he's, that's the second time he's played that hole today. And if you were to hit one shot on hole one and then, like, or whatever the first par three is, and then you drop your ball and hit a second shot, like, people would never say that counts as a hole one. I no, do. That, I mean, do I, that doesn't. I don't think that counts as a hole in one. No, I don't that either. I, I think the other one does. It 100% does. What happens to a non-hole course? You have to play the same non again. Well, I'm also thinking about, like, in a tournament, don't, like, those players play the same course the next day? Bingo. What about – what if I, I play 36 in the summer all the time? What the heck, Joey? We're in the middle of this. You can't just do that to me. <laughs> I want to hear your take. If I play 36 in the same day, I still play the same holes twice. If I hit a hole in one, I'm counting it. Yeah. I don't. Yes, if you are, like, playing – if you drop, if you're like, oh, I want to hit that again, and you drop, not a hole-in-one. If these hole-in-one challenges where they go up and hit 45 balls over and over again, that's not a hole-in-one. Is you know, a one-shot challenge. No. Like you're, it's still impressive, but it's not a hole-in-one. And then well, there's another one. It can't count as your hole-in-one because it has to be like a – like like I've, like I've hit a simulator hole-in-one before playing 18 holes on a simulator with friends. It doesn't count like as much as – It's not a hole-in-one. That's really cool. Yeah. It is cool. Like because – I like to think if I was in the exact same conditions at Torrey Pines, it would have <laughs> happened. In theory, I mean, it took the right balance, and you know, it's not like it's yeah. not like simulator golf, but it's definitely not. It didn't. It doesn't count. But right, right. You gotta see, see it, especially but, for someone that doesn't golf that much. Just the action of hitting a hole in one while playing a round of golf is. But did you? Yeah. So what if I play thirty six in the same day? That count well, yeah. I see what you're saying. So I, it's the same I, thing as like nine. I know, that's why I'm saying like there's like I think it counts, but I think it's a it's a round. Of, like I think if you're playing, there. yeah, if you're playing in a round of golf. So like Saturday, we're going out to the Hacker Cup. Shout out to the Hacker Cup. Can't wait. 
we've got cool gifts. We're giving away tickets to South Carolina on 17, close to the pin. Like, I'm going to take a golf club out there. If I hit a hole-in-one there, I'm not going to count that as a hole-in-one because I'm probably going to hit it from there a few times. I'm not in a round of golf. I view that differently. But, right. like, Friday night we go out. I'm just playing nine holes. Or let's say we turn and play, you know, 10, 11, 12, which none of those are par three. It'd be really cool to hit a hole-in-one on a par four, but none of them are. Like, if I hit a hole-in-one in those, while it's not technically in a round of golf, like I'm playing around a round of golf, I would count that as a hole-in-one. That's a good point. If you play nine and jump to 12 or whatever and hit a hole-in-one, does that count? As long as, like, I think you're playing a round of golf, yes, I think yeah. it does. That's fair. But then, like, the people who say, like, par, par three courses don't count, yes, they do, I think. I think they count. I think if it's, like, a – so, like, have you played the Wii course in Knoxville? It's no longer called the Wii course. They, like, have rebranded Williams Creek. The Concord one? Like, over by no, that time? No, That one I don't think would count. Yeah, that's not, like – okay, so, like, isn't – is it no not is it Williams Creek that's Williams no, that's, Creek is like a legit like executive par three course like correct. yes they have like an eighty yard holes or, and stuff like their greens are in condi good condition like it's a they have real tee boxes that's, that's I think a, that yeah. one counts and if yeah. I wouldn't gatekeep I also wouldn't gatekeep if one of my friends just said hey I had a hole in one it was at Concord I'd be like that's awesome like yeah, yeah count that cool, whatever it was also like an eighty yard shot it was yeah. like not if really you count good. that count it you know but like. I wouldn't say anything. I just don't get the gatekeeping it. I don't get it. I did hit a hole in one on the pub up course at the beach last week. That That's a round of golf. I had three. I had three hole in ones one time in pub up. God, I mean, you can't, you can't even let me have a moment. I mean, going wait, have you, have you ever had a? Is that the only hole in one you've had in pub up? I mean, probably, but I can really? remember it anyway. Wow, probably I had a hole in. We're gonna get you one on the actual. I wish I was still on video tomorrow. The coolest hole in one yeah, I ever had. I'm hitting one tomorrow. Have you seen the video of my hole in one at NASCAR Speed Park that round, where I shot it through like a pool shot, and it was like through like I can't think of the word right now, mulch like down a hill through mulch, and then it bounced onto the green like three times and went in. Hmm. I was in like sixth grade. It was sick for a sixth grade. <laughs> hey, I probably would have went. I probably would have reacted the exact same way now, but it was sick then. This isn't a hole in one story, but we were playing. Uh, we played golfing at the beach, and I played bad all day. Like some of the worst. I'm 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 pretty bad anyway, but like couldn't like get it off the tee box. Couldn't like figure it out. And uh, who who are you calling? I feel like you don't believe me how sick it is. So I'm gonna confirm. Hey, uh, confirm how sick my hole in one was at NASCAR Speed Park when I was like 12 years old that I uh, use the putter like a pool stick. I mean, legit, unbelievable. I <laughs> got, they are not, they're not buying it. No reaction. <laughs> Don't let me into Landon's fantasy. Is the video there's no reaction? No, I, I, the video was on MySpace at one point, but there's no yeah. way I can find it now. No. That's how old this video is. It was on MySpace. That's all I'll, I'll find it. Caleb, this is before puberty as well. Yes, so. it was. True, nice. true story. Okay, so you wouldn't be able to do it now because you have armpit hair. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> hey, we're we're talking. Hold on, we're gate we're talking about gatekeeping hole in ones, executive course, part part three courses. You count them? I do count them. What yes. about so like Williams Creek's obvious? What about Con like Concord or that place out in Halls? You count it? Um, I count it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. Count it. It's a hole in which your first shots from the tee. Um, I don't care if it's seventy five yards or not. So you're yeah, hole in one at Pup. Putt counts, Landon. Good job. All right, thank Boom. you. <laughs>
Did you so, keep the ball? I guess it's just a, no, but I was kind of disappointed there wasn't a free round with it. You should at least oh, you have to do it on the last hole. It's on eighteen. You have to hit a hole in one on eighteen to get the free round. Oh, this is on seventeen. Damn it! That's what it normally is. Yeah, it's it normally like eighteen because your ball usually like you can't actually finish eighteen unless you hit a hole in one. I think on most courses they make it where it's like impossible to get, get the ball back, which kind of sucks. Right. Um, it is kind of stupid. But no, like I was playing horrible all day long. 18th hole, I'm just like mad at myself. Like I, I hate golf and popped a drive 300, 300 yards right down the middle. And I was like. Legit? Yeah. You all 300? Yeah. You, want me, you want me to call somebody and ask them? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I just got pumped for I'm you. Just kidding. You reacted no, to mine. No, like you were like. No, no, no. You're right. You gave me you gave me a head nod. You're like, I really didn't hear what you said. You said you popped it off the mulch as a pull pull stick. I'm trying to like, I'm trying I to like. I got down. I got down with my putter. I used the butt end of the putter like a pull stick. So yeah. I was laying flat, like you're shooting a pull shot, but on the ground. And then the hole was like, the the tee box is up high, and it winded down a hill to the green, or to the hole. And instead of going the long way around, I just went down like the mulch path that was not part of the course. I saw it like, you know, Happy saw the putt on 18 at, to win uh, the gold jacket. Kind of saw it similarly. And I took the the path less traveled. And it fell right off like the rock. You know that weird, like it's fake rock at putt courses? Yeah. Yeah. It was like it fell off that and just bounced a couple times. Did you jump in the water? In the yeah, you probably <laughs> I some, did not. Some bad diseases from some of that water that's there. Shout out to Scott Temple. He videotaped it on a digital camera. Again, how old this video is. He's probably, he probably still has it, honestly. So, yeah. Uh, he it's may. I feel like photographers have to keep everything they've ever filmed, which is probably dangerous. <laughs> but. I, I looked for it probably like five or six years ago. Like, you know, some stuff's up on MySpace still, yeah, or it was at one point. Uh, Couldn't find it. No. I also deleted my MySpace one time. I think it was like, it would have been like, been like a year out of high school because... I was hanging out with these girls and they all looked up on my, like my MySpace in front of me and just made fun of me for like an hour. So I was like deleting that. I never want to experience that yeah. night ever again. Probably my like, <laughs> you know, you had your song playlist. Dude, I would hate to see yep. what mine was. It was probably so lame. It might have been bangers. Might have been. I, I feel like put on, put on. I would have been young, like right in line with like I'm in love with. Put on by Young Jeezy was definitely on it. That's a banger, then. That's that's the whole playlist is good, then. Yeah, yeah. I do have a great playlist um, on Spotify. It's called Landon's Greatest Hits Volume Two. If you ever want to look it up, it's sick. <laughs> is Volume One any good? Honestly, I had to change the Spotify account, so I don't know what Volume One actually has anymore. But Volume Two is okay. bangers only. Bangers only. Yep. ABCs. Well, that's all I got. I think that's all I. I think that's all I got for stupidity. I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. I believe. Do we do a rowback yet? No. Fire. Let's do rowback real quick, dude. Um, on five hours. That'll be my sleep. My sleep playlist. <laughs> Dang, yeah. There's like eighty hours? songs on it. And you put like effort into it because like my song, my playlist that are like five hours long. I kind of just hit like add to playlist. I'm like, yeah, this it's song, it's song a little bit of everything. But you like put effort. It yeah it's. But like I'm saying, like you 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 intentionally yeah. made yeah. it though. 
you do have a little bit okay. of everything. I like that. It literally goes from rock and a hard place to Peppa's to drinking problem. Like it is <laughs> yeah. down, way up, and then way back down. Yeah. It's got like I got a yeah. my Midland. Yeah. Drinking problem. Great song. <sighs> Great song. Um yeah, we can also play it at the tailgate. I saw them live. How random live? is that? I've se- I've seen Midland live, yeah. Good good concert. Um yeah. What we're gonna rowback. Yeah. Guys, go check out Roback. <laughs> um, new years, new users use promo code More Important Issues for twenty percent off your entire purchase. Doesn't matter what it is; it's got the best quality polos, quarter zips, joggers, shorts, t-shirts, hoodies, whatever you want. They also have women's wear. Um, so go check them out. Again, use promo code More Important Issues for twenty percent off your first purchase. Yeah. You, you, Dude, go check out the playlist. Sick. Pretty fire. Um, just like guys coming here. I saw this illegal. It's pretty clear. Oh, I love that video. That's a classic. (laughs) You see it? (laughs) Yeah. I, I hope. It ended up being like a player's sister on the team. Yeah, like one of their teammates' sisters. And so he sees oh. that on ESPN and he's like, my sister is hot. <laughs> Heck yeah. Dude, I, got, I, I got to listen to this playlist. Yeah, go for it, dude. I mean, change going tonight. I Might, might have to. Yeah, just put it on. Um, Throw it on the pregame. Like I know y'all don't have bean tonight. Y'all don't have responsibilities for like another week. <laughs> point. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be my sleep one. I'll it's it's all over the place. If I wake up to drift away by Uncle Cracker, though, I'm, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Gates. Now we're talking. Yep. Cool. Yeah, just absolutely Cardi fire B. show. Yeah, you gotta have a little bit of Cardi B. You gotta get nasty at some point. No Dude, Lizzo. what about we? I don't think we ever talked about Lizzo. Which guys, I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm with Lizzo. I don't care. Um, cancel, cancel culture. But yeah, that's pretty insane. If true, are you a Lizzo fan? I think Good as Hell is a banger of all bangers. Dude, okay, so not a Lizzo fan, but Billie Eilish, really cool moment. She was at a concert, and you know that. Um, Black top, big T-shirt, Billie Eilish. You know what I'm talking yeah. about that song? She actually brought up that dude on stage, and he performed that, that song. That's um, a you made it moment for both of them, I think. Oh, yeah. It was like, I, really like cool. this dude's like my, probably his only – I don't know who is that. Uh, I've only ever heard it on TikTok. Armani I, White? I, I don't think it's – what? Armani White? It's like probably like his only famous song, so like he got to do it on yeah. stage, and then Billie Eilish was like, I had a song – mentioned yeah and like he was so pumped about it he like got her a necklace because she let him do that at her concert so yeah Armani White good call Landon yeah you know nice well that's how uh am I wrong that I mean I might be speaking out your guys thing but do you know Kid Leroy yeah isn't wasn't that like a he got big by making that song about ass and ray or whatever and that was supposed to he was like that guy that like never like everyone was like oh he just made a TikTok song and then blew up so yeah, this guy like basically that. did that. Yeah, it was just yeah. like that TikTok song, and 
he actually did it on stage. And hey, maybe this is a takeoff moment for him. So that's what I'm saying. Let's just, what about just the uh, what about the guy that's singing that song, Richmond from North, uh, Richmond from Northfolk or whatever? That's all my Rich, Richmond you, North of Richmond. Yeah, Richmond, whatever it is. Richmond, or like Richmond yeah, I don't care. Oh, um, I get it. It's a good song. Have you have you? It's good. I think it's good. It has some cheesy lines in there that I'm like, the fudge rounds. Was this written for a VBS? <laughs> um, but yeah, Dude, the the minor the minor line is pretty dang good. A little cheesy, but it's like kind of like a dude. That's that's a, like a that's deep. I feel like it's deep. All right, so Joey, have you listened to the song? I've heard it. Yeah, I haven't like I haven't paid attention to the lyrics like that, but I've heard it. It was like I wish politicians would take look up out for miners. Mi- would look yeah. out for miners no, instead of that looking for miners yeah. on an island somewhere. Yeah, I get it. I'm with Caleb. I'm also like pretty. I don't like <laughs> Jeffrey Estee wasn't a politician, but he does have ties to politicians. Well, Anyways, he was. I think it's. A, I think it's a pretty though. like the music's good. He's got a great voice. I don't even care about the song necessarily. My favorite part about the song is all the conspiracy theories going around on why this dude has gone viral. It's been awesome. First off, the people are like, this guy's going to start a revolution. I'm like, okay, let's find out. <laughs> um, the second is the opposite people who are like, he's only come to fame because this is a media campaign to stir up. I don't know. It's hilarious. It's been my favorite thing ever. Um, I love that the guy's just singing in the woods with two dogs just laying beside of him. That's, that's another thing. People, the best part. Well, people are like, this is clearly, a, and it is. People are like, this is clearly a professionally made video. This isn't like a guy playing guitar on his front porch. And I'm like, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's had some help. I like it. I, th- I thought it sounded good. I think he's got a great voice. I think he's, uh, he can clearly, you know, play the strings a little bit. Yeah. I'm so, so critical of that stuff. I got to. No, of him playing live, his back is soaking wet. Yeah, probably shouldn't wear like a light gray shirt there. <laughs> First time on stage, he'll he'll learn. It happens, it happens. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't hate the song. I you misheard me. Okay. I just think it's got. Yeah. I mean, some it's songs on have playlist, cheesy ones. So, so you, you watch what you say about the playlist. It's on the playlist already. Oh yeah, it's on there. You how many songs have you? Yeah, because you have that's like. There's like 20 songs after that song, which is weird because you must have added that song like not more than a week ago. Yeah, I had, added I, had to the playlist, I had to the playlist quite a bit. So, and I'll delete blue- stuff if I don't if I don't think a song's a banger anymore, it's out. I found a new bluegrass that's, band. That's been grinding on that. Do that. Yeah, we'll make that playlist our uh, 500th episode in the background. That would be cool. <laughs> That'd be sick. We'll just bump it. Just phone. get it ripped off YouTube. Like they'll be like, you played yeah, eight hours of copyrighted songs. <laughs> How much can they really are they gonna go after after that long of songs? I mean, come it on. was a mistake, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like it, it, if we made them listen to the whole thing, that would be cool. Somebody had to listen to it. Or some software, I guess, had to listen to it. Yeah, probably a software, I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, we made them work, baby. Make them yeah. earn, make, make that software earn it. Yeah, we're gonna earn. We're gonna earn getting banned from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. How many episodes do we have left? This is is this 40, 46. 40, 24 sure. left. Forty seven. So forty seven. I think it's forty eight. I, I can't see because the- Land- Landon's in the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it's just. <laughs> I was, oh, I was seeing twenty twenty three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Four. Four. Six. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll leave you. 
I think we'll let Joey clean. <laughs> I just get cleaned it out. It uh, way easier. Yeah, 486. Awesome. Cool. So 24. Yep, 24 left. No. Three and then the big one. It's huge. We should get the 24 right. countdown for the last 24 episodes. We That's have 20 left. 14 left. I can't do math. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Joey's still on summer break. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's a that's about as difficult of a math question as I'm going to get. This on. is not <laughs> a school pod. We didn't come here to play school. We didn't come here yeah. to talk about school. Right. Yeah. Those who didn't do school long enough do a podcast. So. Um. All right, guys. That's all we got. Anything else? Uh, if you there may not be any available. There's only two available last night. But if there are, get the last two more important issues hats. These yep. are dope. Awesome stuff. I can tweet out. I have a picture yeah. ready. I'm going to tweet I, out tomorrow. It's okay. I'm sure they've seen seen them. If not, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Bangers only. We'll have more. We'll do, Sports we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Support small um, business. <laughs> We're as small as they come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zero profit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a generous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're definitely in the hole. We're, yeah. <laughs> We're in the blood. <laughs> We're in the red just a little bit. My hat. <laughs> One day. One day we'll get in the green. Um, guys, the thanks again this for listening. This guy doesn't do accounting. God. In the black. Yeah. It's counting terms, baby. You're in the red or the black. There ain't no green up here. Money's green, baby. I would like. I would prefer to be in the green. We take cold, hard cash only. Yes. Yes. No <laughs> tax. <laughs> unless um, you're listening. Then tax. Yes. Unless you're the IRS, we definitely do our taxes. <laughs> um, guys, thanks again. I know we're going on tangents, but uh, it's been fun. Um, great interview with Drew Beam. We'll get that out there. And uh, hopefully you're listening to this on Friday morning as you uh, stroll into work. And then we got Friday night golf with the boys tomorrow. Got a golf tournament on Saturday. It's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, thanks again. Love you guys. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.